Welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. We're looking at the energy for April 6th through 12th today. Um, yeah, we're into our third or fourth week here in America of uh, um, staying at home, social distancing. Hopefully we're just staying at home uh, and really limiting our movements and wearing masks when we go out and all of those things, um, being very conscious of uh, the way that we are taking care of ourselves, making sure that we are keeping our immune systems nice and strong. Um, it's, it is uh, an act of, um, you know, we have many healers on the front lines right now, doctors and nurses who are sacrificing their um, safety uh, to keep people well. And so we may need to make some sacrifices at home to keep our immune system strong so that we can um, be of, uh, not be a burden on that system as well. Uh, all these things are connected. You know, taking very, very good care of yourself is part of um, uh, being uh, united in this uh, fight against uh, the coronavirus and making sure that we are not putting other people at risk because we're not taking the very best care of ourselves as we can. So there's many things you can do to strengthen your immune system. Interestingly enough, at the beginning of the year, I really started to eat a shit ton of oranges. <laughs> and I, I personally just never eat oranges, but I started to just really crave and eat a lot of like, a lot like crave more vitamin C um, now I'm taking a liquid vitamin C, um, and just, I'm not doing anything too crazy. I did a deep cleanse at the beginning of the year where I rebuilt my gut health and eliminated meat and, um, coffee and stuff like that. So, um, I am just doing sort of like general wellness through food. So I'm eating whole foods. I'm including lots of ginger and garlic in my foods. Um, sometimes I'm doing a little juicing, but minimal. I do minimal juicing. Um, it's just if I want like a bit extra ginger or something like that. Um, I'm taking just um, a multivitamin uh, and some extra B12 and B vitamins. Um, and that's kind of it. I just go with the flow of what I need when I need it. Um, I do trust in herbs and work with herbs though. And I think the best thing that any of us can do is to be, um, you know, uh, conscientious and use food as medicine and use, uh, whatever we have, you know, available to us as medicine right now preemptively so that we can keep ourselves strong and healthy. Uh, there are lots of things that lower the immune system, uh, alcohol being one of them. Um, so, just, I know a lot of people were uh, a little bummed out that I just was really harping on about stopping the numbing stuff last week. And, you know, this is no judgment around whatever it is that you're going through. But really be clear with yourself. Be clear with yourself about the story you're telling. Um, <clears throat> it's one thing to make a choice and to stand by your choice. It's another thing to make a choice and to tell us 
to tell a tale around it and to be in some sort of self-delusion uh, around it. So just be honest with yourself. And when you're ready to make the change, you'll make it. But the first step is just to be very clear with yourself around your intentions. And, um, and then open up the channels for spirit to really support you in whatever those intentions and changes need to be. The, the theme this week I've chosen is my most important relationship is with source. My most important relationship is with source. The tarot that came up this week, uh, it came up in the COVID-19 tarot reading that I did two weeks ago, which is available in my newsletter archive on my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. The King of Swords is the positive energy of the analytical mind, um, the intellectual mind, plus he's got that like vibe of the authority of a king. Um, this is definitely the energy of logic and reason, of clear thinking through the chaos, um, of being impartial but just um, in your leadership especially. This card is asking us to have impeccable standards but to also have compassion and mercy when those standards are not lived up to. So this card asks us to communicate clearly and be solution-oriented this week while also being fair in our judgments. It's really not up to us to judge. Um, it's up to us to really love. We're here to love. And if there's stuff going on that we feel really impassioned about, uh, really allowing um, spirit to kind of figure out the energy around it, rather than uh, feeling that everything falls on our shoulders to be the savior. Um, as Mercury finally shifts out of Pisces, I think we're going to sort of release some of the burden of feeling like you have to be the savior. Um, we're going to become more aware of our own delusions, illusions, and self-deceits. Um, what are the stories that you're telling? And how do your own stories reflect a lack of transparency that exists in our whole collective consciousness? We're all one, you know, uh, we all do this. I do it, you do it. We all have these like blind spots um, that uh, we have to search out and, and heal and nurture and bring into the light. We have to bring our blind spots into the light. This helps us bring um, like the whole collective consciousness into the light ultimately because where where we go and we create more light we create like a ripple effect so if we are not living our lives consciously in respect to ourselves, if there's any part of us that's self-abusive mentally emotionally or behaviorally then to change what's going on out there right where we can see evidence of abuse mental abuse emotional abuse behavioral abuse in order to change what's going on out there, we have to change what we are doing in here, inside of us. So, you know, having compassion and mercy at this time for all are dealing with the death of an old consciousness, all are dealing with their transformation, while also, you know, um, being compassionate to yourself, because you are too. And, and, and at the same time, being very clear with yourself around your own behaviors. Not in a, God, you're fucking dumbass way. Okay, we're not doing that. We're not doing like, can't believe you're fucking doing this. It's like adding to the pain in the world. What a fucking asshole I am. No. It's like, oh, wow, look at this information that's coming to me. Hmm, why do I do that? 
okay, what's a better way for me to be doing that? How could I support myself in making changes here? You know, we've all come from a conditioned past of wounding, of pain and suffering. It's not, it's something that we've inherited. We don't need to abuse ourselves even more about that fact. We just need to work with the information moment to moment and make changes in a really neutral way. Oh, look at this information that's coming in. Oh, okay, I'm noticing this. What is a better way for me to be doing this? You know, what's a, what's a way that would create more peace in my body, uh, more comfort in my body, more connection? The ritual this week um, is connection with spirit source. So this energy report and myself, Rebecca Conran, has one mission and one mission alone, and that is to show others the way to connect with source directly and thus to receive infinite support directly from source. I am not source. Okay, I am in that like, as like all humans are, I am source, right? I have like that creative ability. All humans stem from source, so we all have that creative ability. But I am not the source. I am not, I, I, I am just a little iota of that source available. I'm just a little, little looking through the keyhole. Oh, I'm just that little keyhole. But there's a giant room of source, <laughs> okay? I'm not anyone's guru. There are no gurus. There are only human beings who delve deeply into their own spiritual transformation and show the way back to spirit source by validating and inspiring others to become their own best guides. We definitely all need support. We all need accountability to ourselves. It is much harder sometimes to get out of your own way. So I personally routinely connect with my practitioners to make sure that I am living in integrity. However, my practitioners are not my source. They lead me back to source. Practitioners mirror back to us parts that we cannot see, and they help us to aspire to greater heights of spiritual truth. Your lover is not your source. Your child is not your source. Your job is not your source. Nothing can take the place of the infinite support, safety, and benevolence of source. The best thing that all of us can be doing right now is to be serving, protecting, and cultivating our own personal connection to spirit. Now that's up to you how you use that, whether I'm using astrology, tarot, intuitive guidance, energy healing, yoga, meditation, whatever other avenues, they are merely symbols of that direct conference that I am having with spirit. They are just part of the ritual of having that direct conference. My relationship with spirit source is my number one most important partner partnership. Okay. As many of my listeners are uh, um, practitioners themselves, we really must pay special attention to where our energy is going to be a source of healing to others, right? It should be going to being a source of inspiration and guidance. You are not the source, okay? Others should not be able to tap into you as if you are source energy, you will know if they are because you will feel drained. The other, if you're being a source of inspiration and guidance, you will feel uplifted. You will feel supported. We are not source. We are not saviors. We are the guides. All right? So this week, the uh, ritual is about you uh, really connecting deeply into this information, 
that your connection to source is such an important thing for you to be cultivating at this time. And you don't have to do anything different than what you might already be doing. It's just the intention around it, right? So for me, how I connect to source is I sit, I close my eyes. I usually do it first thing in the morning. I ask that I be connected to source. That is the words I actually say. Connect source, let me feel your connection deeply. Let me let me know that I am connected. This relationship is my most important relationship, spirit. Let me feel your connection. And then I just patiently sit and connect into that feeling. This is an experience that I can't explain to you. I can't explain to you what it's like to connect in with spores, with, with spirit and source. You have to just do this for yourself. You have to cultivate your own relationship. This is really, really important in this time that we're living in. This time that we're living in is really a time that is cultivating separateness. There are lots of energies that uh, flow through each one of us that also reignite that feeling of separateness. Separateness is the wound. Connection is the antidote, the healing. Connection with source is the ultimate healing. I speak a lot about spirit source. You know, you might call it God, goddess, the universe, your higher power, mother nature, creation, Jehovah, Krishna, the Holy Spirit, just to name a few. You might call it nothing at all and experience it as intuitives have for thousands of years as a sensory feeling, something you experience in meditation when you release your own personality and make room to receive all that exists outside of you. There is an infinite energy of love that we are all creations of. That's why we all are these little keyhole droplets of source. It is you and you are it. We are never separate from it, although we can connect to a story and an illusion of separateness in our humanness. Spirit source doesn't punish us or make decisions for us. It simply exists and we tap into it as needed. The pain we are seeing reflected in the world is a lack of connection to source because when you do connect in, you become aligned with love and the issues of human life seem to make sense as a system of the illusion of separateness. There is a union that we're all in a dance with. We are in union with our enemy. We are in union with our abusers. We are in union with all that exists. We are one. We're in union with Donald Trump. It is quite a tall order to create unity with energies that seem so starkly different from us. But rather than think about how you can do this, all you're asked to do is connect to source more fully and the answers will naturally become known to us. Become a force of source in the world is what we're being asked to do to create healing here on earth. When do you feel at your most intuitive, your most spiritual? You can think back to experiences you've had. It might have been just like sitting by the ocean with the wind on your face. You know, it might have been in, in a healing uh, session or a meditation. When do you feel love and at peace without outside stimulation? So it's nice that you might have felt that with a lover, you know, or when you smoked weed or what, with your child. But 
you don't need anything, any outside stimulation to feel this kind of peace, this kind of love, this kind of unity. So all you need is an open heart and a willingness to develop a practice of connection. And that practice is the foundation of life for us right now. This, is, this year is all about building this practice of connection with source, the practice of connection with oneness, with unconditional love. So important for us. The ritual this week, every single day, all day long, you figure out how you are going to tap into that connection with source. Make room for it. Make it your most important relationship. It's the call you make every single fucking day. It's the text you send every single fucking day is to spirit. All right, loves. This week is just more full-on intensity. Uh, there's definitely some pretty intense things going on this week. So I'm going to talk about the two major days. Um, as usual, just be gentle with yourself. You don't need to push yourself to be super productive. Um, creativity is highly, highly uh, recommended at this time. Creativity helps us to channel our emotions and also just moving the body in general. You know, having some sort of an exercise ritual just helps to move stagnant energy. So it's one of the best energy clearers is to shake up the body. So whether you're dancing or doing an, uh, you know, a video online or something, like whichever it is, uh, just get grounded, get that body shifting. So Tuesday, um, the 7th of uh, April, there's a full moon in Libra. Plus on this, day's, on this day, Mars is going to square Uranus and Mercury is going to sextile both Pluto and Jupiter. So first let's start with the most difficult bits. Mars, currently in Aquarius, will square... Uh, Uranus and Taurus. So this is a difficult once a year transit. Mars is anger, aggression, action. Uranus brings change, sometimes shocking and lightning quick. Although sometimes it's a surprise that's welcome with Uranus, uh, but a square generally brings uh, conflict. Okay, so we put these two planets together, action and anger with, uh, with uh, change. Right? This is, this is the potential for violent outbursts, accidents, breakups, and unplanned changes. Uranus rules Aquarius. So this is, this is actually the energy of revolution and reform. Um, and Taurus deals with our practical, tangible lives, our resources, and Mother Earth. So the changes that we're dealing with are in our practical, tangible lives. And it is all about revolutionizing them, reforming, reforming them. Obviously, the world is feeling the tension of many people's needs going unmet, feeling uncared for, um, uh, the lies and illusion rampant in the care people are receiving. The boiling point of transformation is really burning for all of us. You know, um, this is really bringing out the best and worst in people. Um, on top of this transit, it's also a full moon. Okay, so full moons are these release points. And this is a full moon in a sign that can create a lot of black and white, either or thinking and stark polarization in its shadow. So we're going to see that like good and bad behavior ever more really highlighted. 
Full moons symbolize endings, completion, and the end of an emotional story. They offer us points of emotional release in the ever-turning cycle of life. The sun is currently in Aries, representing the collective identity, and under this energy, we're all connected more deeply into our individual needs, our individual self. The moon is our feminine persona, the energy of being, feeling, receiving, and creativity that exists in every human. And Libra is the sign of the other. Okay, so with Aries, we've got this real strong connection to self, and with Libra, we've got this uh, polarity of our connection to others. So Libra is also the sign of balance um, and uh, partnership and relationships. And during this full moon, we are definitely going to feel more impassioned around fairness. You know, um, if we're activating the higher energies of these transits, we're going to try to see all sides of the situation and be emotionally objective. How do we create unity at this time? It begins with noticing our own separateness that we feel. Separateness all stems back to a disconnect from oneness and union with spirit source. When you feel separate, call in an active response for spirit source. If you feel helpless, hopeless, what the fuck can I do? What you can do is create connection inside of yourself. That energy will ripple out to everybody, whether you meet them in person or not. Okay, this again is experiential. I can't explain to you how I'm able to do my energy work my medium work, over the phone, how I'm able to tap into someone who's on the other side of the world clearly. Um, I can't explain to that, that to you, but if you have that experience with me, then you know through the experience that that exists, right? So there is part of us that will naturally feel like, well, explain it to me, how this connection with source works. I need to think about it in my logical mind. But ultimately, we just have to be open to having the experience of connection with spirit source. And when we are open to receive it, it will happen to us. And for many of us, we probably have had that kind of experience. In uh, we've, we've had a little window, a little eye, a little window into that um, experience. And so now it's about cultivating a practice so that that experience can come into your life every day, routinely, naturally, without any effort at all. It just becomes, that connection becomes just a natural part of your life. So with this full moon, if we've been feeling totally alone for a while now, we may be feeling uncomfortable or longing for companionship. I think it will really highlight um, some of that, you know, that we need to collaborate. We need to partner. Um, and again, uh, if you're missing a partner, then make spirit your partner. You know, that that's the relationship you're meant to be working on very powerfully right now. If, you, if, if we've been in relationships, and these could be work partnerships, romantic or otherwise, that are imbalanced, this full moon is going to highlight working to rectify that as emotions are probably going to reach an apex. We might feel emotionally indecisive, but avoid letting life or your past wounds choose for you. You run the show of your life. You are the master of your mind. You choose your thoughts. Um, this is a time to really be clear uh, with yourself. So Mercury sextile both Jupiter and Pluto on this day. Mercury is our mind, our perceptions, um, uh, our communication. 
working harmoniously with both Jupiter expansion and Pluto transformation, we want to really pay close attention to what's coming up mentally and emotionally as intuitive messages come through powerfully on this day. Expect epiphanies. Um, don't try to repress the way you feel. Let yourself get a little wild with it too. Allow yourself to feel, feel with all of your senses, not your mind, not your thoughts, feeling with your senses. Choose what's right for you. Keep in mind that what others choose for themselves is not about your worth and value, okay, in your partnerships. If someone else is choosing a path that moves away from your path, that's not about your worth and value, okay? That's about them choosing what's right for them. Um, and whatever way that we feel in terms of making it about our worth and value is something that we have to nurture for ourselves. All right, the next uh, big shift is going to be on Friday, the 10th. Uh, Mercury is going to go into Aries. Fucking finally. Uh, plus we've got Venus sextile Chiron. Okay, finally, Mercury, our mind, communication, perception. It's going to leave its very, very long transit through emotional Pisces. Like, you know, as if the Mercury retrograde wasn't tough enough, then our pandemic hit us here in America. And um, it has been a really emotional, karmic, karmic time. Um, it's going to start fresh in the fiery self-starter Aries energy. And I think it will be, it will be a breath of fresh air for our minds. As we reach the 29th degree of Pisces, though, for the two days before this transit, so Wednesday, Thursday, fr you know, Friday, you might be feeling at your wit's end, especially with that full moon and that, and that intense energy on Tuesday. Your thoughts are going to be colored by your emotional response to your own lives and of the entire collective consciousness. Get support if you need it. When we make the shift into Aries, our speech is going to become more direct, more assertive, more forceful, more confident. This is helpful if we've needed the gusto to express difficult things and stand our ground. However, if we don't listen to others and have a selfish or victimized point of view, this energy can also blow that way out of proportion and create some self-aggrandizement. Um, so really, you know, uh, fire... The fieriness, it can also sometimes cause like a boiling point. Uh, but usually in the first degrees of any sign, so as we're first in Mercury into Aries, we can use it as a wonderful potential. Um, so the potential here to use it in a direct, assertive way, confident way is highlighted, but we just want to be sure that we are sort of tempering any extremes. Um, you know, anger can be a strong boundary maker. Uh, for me, like when I get really pissed off about something, it's actually showing me that there is some sort of energetic um, imbalance happening. And it helps me as a, an overly compassionate person uh, to kind of take my power back sometimes. So, and I don't mean me being like, hey, fuck you, mister. Okay, not in that way, but if I feel that, hey, fuck you, mister, in my body, um, that to me alerts me, the information is that my boundaries need to be really strong in a particular direction. I don't need to uh, express that anger on someone or tell them fuck you, um, but I do need to have a strong boundary around whatever that experience situation is. So you can make strong boundaries without getting into arguments and fights, 
However, if something needs to be said, this is the energy to do so. Um, thoughts have energy and they create our realities, as I discuss a lot. And Mercury and Aries can also purify our, our thoughts to help us um, to um, uh, burn away any lower thought forms and give us mental power to tackle our unhealthy thoughts. Um, or the opposite is it can lead us to exacerbating mental victimization and a negative mindset force field, but that's up to you. You know, we're going to see people use, utilizing both of these pathways with this transit. I mean, you can be like a strong advocate of, um, purifying your lower thought forms with this and, uh, and an advocate for what you really want to see in terms of unity and oneness. Or you can be an advocate of like how everything's shit and everything's going to hell and we're in the apocalypse and this is a dystopian future. Um, it's up to us to choose. Um, so Venus is working in harmony with Chiron on this day too, which is our wounding, our deepest wounds. So it can still leave us feeling quite raw. You know, even though it's working in harmony, um, Venus is like how we love, how we need to be loved, um, our, our, our sense of self-value, our sense of self-worth. Um, so even in a uh, harmonious connection with our wounds, um, our wounds around our value, our worth, our resources, even our attractiveness can really come up during this time. Um, obviously, we're all dealing with that. I don't need to paint a picture of the fears everybody is experiencing around having what we need. This opportunity here, though, with this transit is to make sure that the response we are having to the present moment is not being run by our old pains and suffering. Of course, those elements are being triggered. Old traumas are being triggered by this current situation. But this is an opportunity to separate what's real and what is remembered trauma. This is a great moment for us to really um, individually focus on our personal healing. I know that there are a lot of us dealing with apocalyptic mindsets at this time, either within us or in others. For some of our collective, their mental creative powers are being put towards like a, a dire future. Okay. For others, there's also this knee jerk need to create a hopeful and optimistic future, a return to normal. Everything will be okay. Oh, the universe probably wanted us to have this pandemic. For me, I'm, use, I'm utilizing my mental affirmations to trust in myself and my own choices as we deal with life moment to moment. That takes a lot of mental strength, okay, to not create um, a future that is, that is a story. Do I believe that we are entering the apocalypse? No. Do I think everything is going to be fine? No. I think we have very real issues we're facing. Do I think I will know what to do moment to moment as I'm asked to shift and adapt in real time? Yes. Yes. That's what I direct my thoughts to. That I will know what I need to do moment to moment. I will deal with what needs to be deal with, dealt with moment to moment. Um, as many people coin the phrase, in these uncertain times. Okay, I remember that all times are uncertain. Every period of our lives have been uncertain. The only certainty we have in life is of our eventual death. I am certain that I will die one day. 
But as for the journey there, I remain open, and I try not to tell stories and inadvertently add to creating an experience in the future that is not for my highest good. I accept that anything is possible, and I feel my job is to keep showing up to the present with clarity, faith, trust, and my connection to spirit source. This is so important for us right now um, to really um, not try to paint a picture of the future, to really go with that uncertainty. We don't have to paint a picture where everything is all fine in the future because really it's coming from a need to control. I have to create this image of what the future will look like because I need to control because I cannot deal with the uncertainty. We have to let go of that uncertainty and really focus our, uh, let go of that control, really fold into the uncertainty and learn through our connection to spirit and source that we can trust in ourselves, that we can trust that from moment to moment, we are going to have our backs. We are going to have our backs. In my life, I have been jobless. I have been homeless. I have been a drug addict. I have been suicidal. Somehow, spirit showed me the way forward. Throughout time, humans have dealt with pandemics. They have dealt with war. They have dealt with economic crisis, poverty. Like we, as humans, are uh, our biggest, our biggest um, win is that we are so tenacious. We are so tenacious. We can deal with what needs to be done from moment to moment. We have to learn to trust in ourselves, to trust in spirit, to trust in this connection, you know, to show up for that connection. That is the way forward for us. All right, friends, I uh, am an artist and self-employed. Um, so I ask that if you would like to support me as I support others through both this report and helping others to access care at a lower rate, you can do so in the following ways. You can become a monthly patron of the Energy Report for $5 a month via Patreon. You can support me by con contributing any monetary amount via Venmo or PayPal. You can book a session with me. You can send my album to somebody you love via Bandcamp for $11 as a gift. You can share my music, podcast, newsletter, or Instagram posts, and you can comment on them to help increase their visibility in the algorithms. You could refer me to somebody that you know. Um, all of these things create a support system for me as well at this time. I thank all of the monthly Energy Report supporters, including Stephanie, for becoming this week's newest Patreon supporter. Um, if you would like a session with me and you are a new client, then you can use the code NEWCLIENT to get $50 off. After your first session, you are eligible for sliding scale sessions. If you are a return client and are suffering financially but you need energy support, you can use the sliding scale appointments. Um, sliding scale sessions are not just for those who have lost their jobs. It's also for those who make less than $50,000 a year. Um, yeah, you can book directly through my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. From anywhere in the world, all my sessions take place remotely via either video uh, or the phone. Um, so I look forward to, re to connecting with you that way. I have some free offerings. Obviously, my album, Yin, is available on all streaming sites. Um, I have a meditation for stillness that you can download from my online shop at www.rebeccaconran.com. 
And I have a COVID-19 three-month tarot reading that you can access in my newsletter archive, also available on my website. Sending you all so much love. Um, and uh, yeah, hoping that this week you are able to connect in with Source more deeply um, and get the support that you need. But of course, I'm always here to help you with that should you need it. Sending love. Okay, bye-bye.